This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Thursday the 10th of February. In your Squiz today, a meeting of the Quad, ASIO's latest threat assessment, Aussie cricket captain Pat Cummins speaks out, and getting into nature. This is your Squiz today. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken landed in Melbourne yesterday for a full two days of talks with the foreign ministers of the countries that make up the Quad. It's what the cool kids call the Quadrilateral Security Dialogue. It's made up of the US, Australia, India and Japan. And as a group, its aim is to support a free, open and inclusive Indo-Pacific region. There's a few things on the Quad's mind when it comes to this corner of the world, Eliza. So it's China and the growing desire to exert influence in our region that's really uniting these countries in the quad. Actually, when you read through the rundown of what they're going to talk about, that's COVID vaccination distribution in our region, cybersecurity, counterterrorism and climate change. So there's a lot of C's on that list. (laughs) Yesterday, our Foreign Minister Maurice Payne made a relatively benign comment nodding to the China factor. She said that Indo-Pacific nations should be able to make their own strategic decisions free from coercion. So they're basically saying that the Quad countries won't cop any bullying or intimidation from China. Of course, that's what America is worried about. Yeah, we know it's something they have a focus on. Blinken will then go from here to meet with Pacific leaders. It's a big show from the US that they're committed to being part of what's happening in this corner of the world. As you say, it's where China is. Hopefully, though, Blinken is a good multitasker. The chief foreign affairs advisor for the US has got a bit on his plate right now when it comes to foreign affairs. The whole situation with Russia and Ukraine is still very tense. Yeah, it really is. Actually, China has a linked to that Russia-Ukraine crisis too, because last week Presidents Putin and Xi signed a, quotes, no limits partnership. So that means their new BFFs, China will back Russia against the West in their various disputes, and Russia will back China on its territorial claim over Taiwan. It's a really big deal. It changes the big strategic power alliances in our world. Uh, But when it comes to the specifics of what's happening in Eastern Europe, six Russian warships are heading towards the the Black Sea. If you're like me and you're scurrying for a map, I can tell you that's on Ukraine's southern coastal border. So apparently these warships are heading there for naval drills, which seems like interesting timing. While we're on Ukraine, we've had multiple requests for a shortcut on what's happening there. So that is out today. Eliza, give us the shortcut to the shortcut. Okay, so Claire and I cover the history of Ukraine's relationship with Russia, why it's Putin's belief that Russians and Ukrainians are one people. We also look at why things are at a crisis point now after years of fighting since that last Russian invasion in 2014 and how the US, UK and Europe are reacting to the prospect of a possible invasion from Russia. Definitely one that's in the news a lot at the moment. It doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. So in around 10 minutes, we give you the background in the context to help you understand when it does come up in the news. Search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. Back home, though, the head of ASIO, our security agency, has given his annual threat assessment. Mike Burgess used the speech to confirm that espionage and foreign interference has overtaken terrorism as their number one concern. They're very focused on things like dating apps, Eliza. 
Yeah, so this is Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. That's where Burgess says people are being targeted. It used to be professional networking sites. So think of your LinkedIn's where you might get, say, a low-key approach, perhaps somebody sounding you out for a job offer, and then that chat moves to an encrypted site like WhatsApp or Signal. But now it's dating sites. They're picking Aussies who work in government and key businesses to contact, perhaps strike up a conversation and then collect some information. Uh, Burgess said, quote, My message for any potential victims on these sites is a familiar one. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Isn't that some advice right there? It's the third time Burgess has given this address. He is warning that Australians need to be particularly on guard this year as we're leading up to a federal election. Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins addressed the National Press Club yesterday. It was a hugely anticipated address, Eliza. The pair are advocates for survivors of sexual abuse and assault. Tame's speech especially caused a big reaction. That's right. It was the hottest ticket in Canberra yesterday and Grace Tame used that platform to say she'd received a threatening phone call from a government-funded organisation in August last year. They wanted to know if she was planning on bagging PM Scott Morrison at this year's awards ceremony. Tame wouldn't name that person or the organisation which they worked at. She said that conversation crystallised her view that powerful men fear losing their power and will prioritise keeping over addressing equality for women. For his part, Morrison said he didn't authorise that approach and an investigation has been launched. As for Brittany Higgins, she said what bothered her most about Scott Morrison's statements on her case and her claims of rape last year in Parliament House was that she didn't want his sympathy as a father. She wanted him to use his power as Prime Minister. Yeah, she says she's part of a new wave of women who are just not copying it. If you did miss those speeches, I'll put a link to it in your episode notes. As you mentioned a little yesterday, Eliza, there's been a bit going on in men's cricket with the resignation of coach Justin Langer. There's been plenty of commentators and former players wanting to hear from Pat Cummins, the current captain, about the whole situation. He broke his silence yesterday. Yeah, he did. It was a really dignified response from Cummins. He's received a barrage of criticism from cricketing greats like Ricky Ponting, Matt Hayden, Adam Gilchrist. They, of course, all played with Langer. Langer was said to be a micromanager, volatile, intense, lots of big blow-ups, apparently. Cummins yesterday did say that he was intense, but he respected the coach for that. But things had evolved and that the team was looking for a calmer, more collaborative approach. As for the criticism that was directed at Cummins for being gutless, for not backing Langer, he said that the cricketing greats had always stuck up for their mates and now Cummins was sticking up for his. Very diplomatic responses there from Cummins. Now to wait and see who the new coach will be. It's a common refrain that nature is healing. Some doctors in Canada are taking that pretty seriously, prescribing a national parks pass to those who are feeling a little bit poorly. This is such an interesting idea, isn't it? Because there's almost no medical conditions that nature doesn't make better. (laughs) Well, that's the theory, at least, from a GP in Canada. Her name is Melissa Lem, and she's the director of an initiative with Parks Canada. That's the body in charge of national parks to help people go more regularly. So her recommendation is that two hours of nature time per week is great, no less than 20-minute intervals at a time. She says it lowers stress. Um, 
Um, it raises the self-esteem, particularly amongst kids. It sounds like a great initiative. I think we all know that even if you just step up from your desk and go for a walk around the block and see yeah. some greenery and some trees, that helps. So uh, Canada's national parks look absolutely stunning. Oh, and yeah, perhaps absolutely. it's something that we can do here in Australia too. Yeah, interesting. It's a, it's at least a good reminder that you don't need a doctor's permission to go outside and put your toes in some grass anyway. <laughs> Squiz the day, Eliza, what are you keeping an eye on? I'm looking at that religious discrimination bill. We've discussed that this week. That's also heating up in Parliament. This is the last sitting day of the week. And, of course, I'm right into the Winter Olympics. I'm talking about 1080s and half pipes and sounding like I know what I'm talking <laughs> about, but um, I'm completely engrossed. Uh, it is good to have it on in the background, that's for sure. And, of course, stay listening for the Beijing Blitz from the Sport Today team. They'll get you across what's happening and who to watch out for. For me, it's the anniversary of the debut of the Tom and Jerry cartoon series that first came out in 1940. That's a long, long time for a cartoon to be around. That's about all from us today. Have a good one. If you are enjoying the squiz and you've got a second to leave us a review, a podcast review, we'd really appreciate it. Or to tell your friends about us, your recommendations are the number one way that we grow and we're super grateful for each and every one of them. Have a good Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.